Building a good customer experience does not happen by accident. It happens by design. Clara Musket. Welcome everybody to the Course Consultant Show. I'm here with a very exciting guest and I've got some really exciting news. Monica from Teach Wealthy Coaching is actually here with me today and I'm so privileged to share that we have agreed to be co-host. Yeah, so the course consultant is growing and I met Monica a while ago online and we had some similarities in the teaching background. And so I wanted to bring on another teacher who is passionate about helping you grow your business, actually building a curriculum that people will complete. Not only that, but also filling your programs through social media. So Monica, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. I'm so privileged to have you to talk all about how you landed more clients with your most recent launch, a really big launch, and we'll talk about numbers in a little bit, but also how you grew your launch from the first launch, which was quite a different number. So Monica, thanks so much for being on today's show. Hey, Melody, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited for like our new endeavor and just excited to be here talking curriculum courses, all the things with teachers. I think so often we feel as teachers, like there's nobody else like us. And it's so nice to know that there are other people out there who have either left the classroom or still in the classroom who are thinking about things like curriculum, which like lights us up as teachers. So super excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I really wanted to introduce you about is share with you with other people how amazing your last launch was. So could you share specifics um, as much as you can about your last launch? How much revenue did you book? Uh, and then also, was there payment plans? If there if there was, uh, you can share, uh, you know, what the payment plans were or not. And then you can also share a little bit more about what was exactly the offer itself. Like what were you selling at the time? And then we'll talk about strategies and how other people might find how they can grow their own enrollment processes through social media. And of course, building up to a fantastic experience with the course. I love that. So the biggest launch that I've had, which was my most recent one, it did take a little bit of a break, was in February, I had a $25,000 launch. How I know, exciting. it's like, it amazes me, right? It was like a huge part of my business. It was, you know, a quarter of my business in a year. Um, and the launch came about, it was really a very short launch. I think I seeded the offer and by seeding, I had told people it was coming and it was totally done organically. I did all of my sales via either Instagram lives or inside of my Facebook group. I was bringing in, I didn't really know how many people I had. I said eight to 10. Uh, and I remember saying to my coach at the time, I had got to six people and it was like two days before. And I was like, I think I'm gonna be done with my launch, right? And she was like, no, keep going. And literally signed 10 people. The last person signed the day before the program started. So the offer was $25,000. Um, there was payment plans. So I had like half the people do pay in full and half the people did uh, payment plans. And I, I did two payment plans, which I don't really love that I did, but I had one that was four payments and one that was eight payments, a little bit of an extended payment plan. And it was, I think for me, it was this idea that uh, most of the people who had done it, uh, who signed up for this were people who were already inside of my circle. I think I only brought in one or two new people who were outside. And it just showed me the importance of a launch. Sometimes we think our numbers matter that we have to hit so many new people, but the people who said yes to this particular offer had been inside of my orbit for six to 12 months. The majority of them 
So when it was a yes, it, it, I actually think I had the easiest sales calls, which looking back now, I kind of wish they'd been more difficult because most of the people were already a yes, because they knew me. It was just a matter of like getting on the phone and explaining to them, you know, what the offer was exactly, what the container was going to be and when the dates were going to be. And the offer was called the Launch Visibility and Growth Accelerator, which was a combination of Instagram, how to create a course and launch it right really quickly and how to get more visible. Uh, so I think it, it was, the other part that was easy about this is I actually did a beta launch of it once before. So people were in there to really come in and not only sell themselves in their programs, but to understand how I got massively visible, how I showed up on Instagram, how I was doing lives, how I was doing Facebook, how I, at that point Clubhouse was brand new. So how was I showing up on Clubhouse? And the majority of the three month container focused on that. It ended up, I ended up having to add extra time to it because uh, just some, some personal things that happened. And that's something I think is really key too. Like what we launch and when we sell, sometimes I don't think it ever should shift, but sometimes it has to shift just because of our personal life. And what was nice is that of those 10 women, I wanna say six to seven of them were educators. So about 70% of the people inside of the offer were either still in the classroom or had just recently left. So there was some goodwill, right? When you're a teacher and things happen, there was some goodwill that happened inside of that container. Are you looking to create, grow, and scale your online course business with powerful learning experiences? We'd love to have you join me inside the Business of Courses membership, where you'll get access to over 20 plus on-demand courses to help you create and grow your online curriculum business. You'll also get access to monthly live training, guest experts, and templates and resources to help your team implement all of the standard operating procedures to market and grow your online business. Join me inside at www.thebusinessofcourses.com slash membership. That's thebusinessofcourses.com slash membership. That's exciting. And I really like that. So when you had your launch, you mentioned the beta launch. So was the beta launch, uh, like how long prior to launching the full scale launch and promotion was it like a year before or how long ago before was that launch melody i'm such a messy launcher (laughs) it was uh it was in november so i had done like an eight-week version of it and what was nice that i think this is where teaching comes into play is that i already know how to create curriculum really quickly so i had the curriculum i tested it and then i revamped it and i realized that in order to get the transformation or in order for this, my clients to get something out of it, it had to be longer than the eight week version of it. Um, so I let the people who did the eight week version also come to some of the other sessions that I had in the second round, just because I felt like I added new things in it. And I didn't want to say like, oh, you can't be in here because they, again, they had mostly been people inside of my community, which to me is what has always made launching a little bit easier is that I worked so hard to create a community that when I do go to launch something, generally people are like already ready to say yes. So I would say most of my launches are 70 to 80% of people who have already been in my community or have already previously bought from me. Yeah. And I think one thing I want to emphasize is that you had already built and established your brand. You had already created and cultivated this relationship. And I know that you mentioned previously, specifically Clubhouse as one of the the places where you were showing up. Can you talk a little bit more about the strategy of your steps right before the launch happened with Clubhouse? Or you mentioned also Instagram. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like you, you're so great in podcasts and I haven't yet like dove into that because <laughs> it feels what's hard for this planning. Right. So what I always tell people sometimes like never launch like me and also like always launch like me, if that makes any sort of sense, because I was like, Oh, I, I have this, I want to put it out to the world. I'll ruminate forever. So basically seven to 10 days, I was like, I'm going to do Instagram lives and go on clubhouse and just talk about it. And what was really powerful is that I was attracting people who were also kind of like busy and not sure that they could fit it in. So by me doing exactly what I was telling them they could do, I was showing that it's possible. And I think that's really important for me as someone who still is full-time inside of the classroom and looking to move out is that I'm testing the things that I want to teach people because I want to make sure they work. So for me, Clubhouse was maybe a day or two scheduling the room. Even sometimes I wouldn't schedule the room. I was like, oh, I have an hour and a Sunday afternoon. Let me go in and, and create a space and not care about the vanity metrics. And same thing for doing my Instagram lives. I was like, oh, I think, you know, I, I go live every Tuesday inside of my Facebook group. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go live in Facebook, I can also maybe go live two days before on Instagram and then not get caught up in how many people came to the lives, but instead get caught up in like, talk for 10 minutes, make a call to action, and then repurpose that content. So for me, that worked really, really well. And because I know I'm not, I'm trying to get better about emails and all that, but the things that I knew worked for me was getting a camera and talking to people. And so when I leaned into that, those are my strengths. That's what I like to do. Then I had a better launch than trying to do a webinar. It's, it's not my thing. And I know it works for a lot of people, but the biggest thing I learned from that launch is lean into what works for me and don't give up. Even like, if you don't have your numbers, like don't call quit until like we're business owners. We need to decide when the launch is over. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny that you, you said, oh, you're so good at podcasting. Um, I feel like I'm, there's moments where I feel really, really happy with where the podcast is. And like right now I feel really good about it, but then there's moments where I'm like, I'm drained from this and I need just like a reset. And so I will actually stop podcasting, whether because I'm working with clients one-on-one or I'm repositioning myself. And so, you know, like you said, there's so many times when you have to evaluate, like, what are my strengths? How can I lean into my strengths and how can I market in a way that feels good for me? And, you know, having spoken with one of my other good friends, Danielle Desir, now Danielle Corbett, um, she was working full-time and I mean, this lady can hustle, but I mean, we all have different stages of what a launch process will look like, what feels good for us. And also just realizing that we're humans, we're human beings. There are things that happen. And I think I really, really already talked with you a little bit about how back earlier last year in January and into February and March, I had a family a member have an illness and it really took me out of business. I legitimately did not, you know, offer any new products. I had to pull back on my delivery for some programs I had already launched um, because I was heavily depressed. I had a lot of grief that I had to go through. I was in counseling and, you know, um, I'm very fortunate that this family member is a lot more healthy. However, that being said, we are human beings. And if you have a team the same thing might may happen if you are a solo business owner, that's especially going to be challenging. And so finding ways that we can create businesses that are resilient, that are sustainable, and that we can figure out that didn't work, you know, like, let's be honest, there's going to be times when you have a launch and you're like, well, they didn't like that. And you know, you're like, 
Was it the offer? Was it the pricing? Was it the messaging? Did I not market it the way I've marketed it before? So it's always kind of like this, you know, ongoing uh, experiment, if you will, and then finding something that works uh, over time is something you can build. So, so Monica, thanks so much for opening up and talking about that, because I think that's a really valid question and concern that people have is, well, do I have to show up live? What if I feel really good? Um, I'll give you another example. You know, you and I know uh, another coach and consultant who is very introverted, pretty much just focuses on a few social media marketing posts and then email marketing as their primary marketing platform and then some referrals. They do it excellently, you know? And I thought, oh, that's how I should market. And then I tried it, got some success. And then I was like, you know what? I actually land clients when I'm on YouTube and I'm on the, I'm, I'm showing my face and some people just don't want to do it and they're not going to market that way. But I found that that works for me. And my leads say, when they come on a call, I saw you on YouTube. I saw you in my Facebook group going live. I saw you on Instagram going live. And I'm like, okay, well it works. <laughs> and so finding those numbers and looking at the analyzing where your leads come from, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process, right? So yeah. It's so, and I think what you said too, there is so important is that we don't have to be experts in everything. I think I've worked with a coach before. It was like the only, you know, this is how you sell, you sell doing a webinar. And I invested a lot of money because she was like, it's going to work for you. And I did it two or three times. And I was like, it's not working for me. And what it's important though, for me as someone, and I think this is where I could have looked at like that was wasted money, or I could look at it as like, I understand how a webinar works now. So I can share with the clients who come through my program if they don't like live launching or they don't like doing something but it's also recognizing that we can try it and not like it and it's still an okay way to launch it's not there's not one way and I think that's what I also really and I know you do this really well and I do this is like there's not one way that works and in different seasons like if I maybe I won't want to be going live at some point and so I know other tools that I have but for me in this season of my business and with the audience that I've built they definitely respond when I show up live. Yeah. And, and I think that it is, like you said, you know, there's different phases of your business. And I think what I want to emphasize is that it's all relational, right? You know, because when I see you go live in your Facebook group, you're calling people's names out. You're saying, yes, so-and-so, I know we were talking about this earlier, grab this information, go do this thing. And you point them to a specific call to action. And while that's like really strategic, it's also like really normal. Like we're human beings. We have relationships. We want to build up a friendship. And if you as a friend are recommending a product or a service or something that you offer to make my life better, and I have this mutual sense of trust and I've developed that trust, it's going to go farther. And so inside of my customer service, uh, excuse me, customer success manager services, um, I know that it's so important to look at the entire customer journey, right? So once somebody has purchased from you, they are five times more likely to buy from you again. People who are repeat customers can become customers for life. And what beauty is that, right? We can actually grow and develop someone over time and in different stages of their business, different stages of their life. And so I really love that you, you talked about that. So um, do you have any tips to share in terms of like social media, marketing, a program for someone who maybe has launched before, but they want to be more strategic with their plan for their group program, their membership, or uh, a new offer that they have? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many tips that I'm going to do too right now. Cause I know we're going to be talking about this for a while. Um, but the two I would have is decide 
where you want to be your home platform. I always call it like a home platform. And then I have my commuting platforms and then post there and then use the other platforms to drive traffic there. So you mentioned, I mentioned Clubhouse, we mentioned Clubhouse earlier, but that's not my home platform as much as I show up on Clubhouse and I love it. I really love Instagram. So I'll post my content and all of my content on Instagram and then use Clubhouse to send traffic from Clubhouse to Instagram. That's, and I think it's the same thing when you use ads. I'm not an ads person, so I don't know. But you know, this idea is that I have something in one location. And instead of just going to that location and like over, like repeating it over and over again, I go to other locations and push people to that. So that would be my big tip is pick two platforms and know which one is your home. And then which one is the one that you, I call it a feeder platform, but which one is going to send you traffic for me. Clubhouse to Instagram has been my customer journey of late. And also it saves time because on Clubhouse, you can now re get replays. So I can take that same room that I did on Clubhouse, repurpose it to something else. And as a busy teacher, and I know you know this when you were teaching, like if I can do one thing once and then use it again, it's beautiful. Yeah. And when you create something, especially, you know, in teaching, that can also fuel your marketing efforts. Like I love infographics and aids and all that stuff. And I think what I really have loved over the last year, once I've really started looking at my product selection for my programs and also marketing them more efficiently, instead of focusing on building out a new program, um, which ironically, I am building a new program, uh, but <laughs> is, is looking at what assets do I have? You know, can I grab this infographic from this presentation, pop it into a carousel post? Can I, you know, look at this uh, question that I'm getting like five times and put out an FAQ on the sales page, you know, and repurposing stuff that you already have? Because I mean, we already put so much work in developing whatever we're doing. Why not actually use that to help market and give people a full experience? Obviously, everyone's like, there's a balance between selling and giving away everything for free. And that's not what I'm advocating. What I'm saying is more reusing what we have already created in a way that won't make us think and create something from scratch or build the wheel again, instead of uh, actually using what we have. So um, you talked about Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talked about Clubhouse. We talked about um, social media and driving people. Uh, I know that you talked about the platform and I remember you talking about the audience generation and you have different places like, you know, Pinterest and, you know, maybe you're posting your reels to Pinterest or you're, you're posting on YouTube, but your home platform, like your, I, I think you said theater <laughs> is, uh, is going to be kind of one place. And I love that because so many people are like, I need to do five things. I need to go on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the places. And then we get overwhelmed. We don't move forward and we can't really track ROI as much. Um, or, you know, if we have a team, we can look at it analytically, but you have to look at, uh, everything and it can be pretty overwhelming. So, um, where can people like, uh, find out about what you do, where would be a good place to send people to if they're like, Monica, you're so amazing. I really want to learn how to strategize these parts of becoming more visible in my business. Yeah. So the best place is my home platform, which is Instagram. It's just at Monica Monfrey, which is M-O-N-I-C-A-M-O-N-F as in Frank, R-E. I got married, but I didn't change my husband. I didn't change my name on Instagram because I changed it on Facebook and like, People were like, who is this girl? So I just like, we're just going to keep it 
what I've been, what I branded myself on. So Instagram is the place. And I love the DM. Just DM me and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast and the Course Creator podcast with Melody. And what I love about that is a little head secret. It is by me telling that to someone, I cannot track how I'm getting leads. And I can also reach out and be like, hey, Melody, like your listeners are reaching out to me. I think it's so important when we don't, it's hard on social media to track how you're getting your clients or where they're coming from. So I say like, DM me where I, where you heard me on. And then I can really understand what did I say there? What, what were you talking about there? It makes so much more sense. So that's the best place is Instagram. Yeah. And then, um, could you share like any success stories that your students have had, like a story that really stands out that's made you excited, uh, to support the, the clients that you support? Oh my gosh. I just learned there's so much more to the story that I just learned today. So one of my clients does energetic work and she had been doing reels and we we're talking about them and she was getting frustrated. They weren't working and she had like 700 followers and she messages me one day. She's like, oh my gosh, my reel is going mini viral. I just gained 700 more followers. And then like an hour later, she's like, I now have 7,000 more followers. Her reel went to 1.5 million views, I think. And she gained 13,000 followers. Today, she messaged me and said that Carmen Electra, remember Carmen Electra from like, I think it's MTV, had taken her reel and reposted it on her account. So that I think to me is a really good example of somebody who was doing all the things and taking all of the feedback and just testing it and wasn't afraid of like what could happen and seeing her blow up, like she's more followers than I do, but seeing her blow up has been really fun. And what I love about this particular client is every time I'm in a clubhouse room or on Instagram or someplace, she's always shouting me out. And I think that's a huge part of my brand is I want to shout out my clients. And also I love when they show up and without like a pitch, they're just like, this is, you know, listen to what Monica says. And I feel the same way about you because I have to say, Melody, I did your course Smith and it was so much fun to like grab something. And I really loved so many of the resources and I tell everybody, like, you have to go check out Melody's course. It was so great. So to me, it's just how do we, like, work with people and celebrate them and lean into, like, the resources that everyone has. So that was yeah. a fun story. Yeah, no. And I, well, the reason why I wanted you to be a co-host, Monica, just what, number one, you are just so warm-hearted, not, not only just warm-hearted, of course, you're very, you know, you have expert knowledge on social media, but you're just such a powerhouse. And when you go live, I really like the energy that you bring. And so I was like, no problem. Monica's going to be great on the podcast. I don't have to worry about training her how to like be on the show. She already speaks to people all the time. And I think that when it comes to the course creation part, like the curriculum, that's also a great uh, tidbit that you know very extensively so Monica thank you so much for being on the show if you are watching the recording on the podcast or on YouTube or on LinkedIn or on Facebook please go check out Monica's training the close friends training I'm going to share the link with you that's www.monicamonfrey.com slash close dash friends I'll share the link in the description on YouTube grab it in the comments below on Facebook make sure that you grab that link free training, you'll be able to learn how to leverage your close friends to market your business, your offers, your programs, and your services. Thank you so much, Monica, for being on today's show. I'm very excited for this broadcast, and I can't wait to bring you on more for the upcoming season three of the Course Consultant Show. Yay, congratulations on season three. I'm so excited to be a part of it.
part of it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode on The Course Consultant Show. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you head on over to our website at www.thecourseconsultant.com. Click on podcast and leave a review. You can also ask a question to get featured in an upcoming episode. That's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk soon.